welcome to Into the Funkoverse and a Happy New Year. I'm recording on the 1st of January 2024. How crazy is it already the new year? I know it's been a while. I think it's been like six months and I'm so sorry for disappearing. But as usual, sometimes life just takes over. But one of the New Year's resolutions of mine is to get this podcast up and going more guests, more topics, more things running, so we can have a great year talking about a bunch of nerdy stuff. Now, this is season three, episode seven. Um, I did kind of leave it a weird kind of space, and normally I do about 10 episodes a season, so there's still three more episodes after this until the season ends. So instead of making a new season, I thought I'll carry on from season three and see how it goes. I have quite a few things planned, hoping that it all goes well. And I really appreciate everyone's patience. And I also appreciate everyone's time they take to listen to these podcast episodes. So today, I thought to celebrate 2023, now we're in 2024, I thought to rank or discuss the Marvel movies and TV shows that were released in 2023 and rank them on how much I enjoyed them. Now, I know lots of people are going to have different opinions about the ranking. I know people loved some things more than others. So this is just purely based off of my own opinion about the different shows and movies. But let's get ranking the Marvel movies and shows of 2023. So in 2023, we had four Marvel movies and we had three Marvel shows. So I'm going to go, how how should I do this? Should I go from what's the best to the worst or worst to the best? I'll just list off the movies that were released in release order, I believe. So we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and the Marvels. So those are the Marvel movies. And for the Marvel shows, you have Secret Invasion, Loki season two and what if season two. I didn't add Werewolf by Night because I would be lying if I said that I saw it, which I probably do need to see it, but I haven't seen that. And so we're not including it in this list. Same with I Am Groot. It's just a little fun show. I'm not I'm not including this in the list. So we have seven things to rank. So I'm gonna start off with the movies, and I think I'm gonna go from my least favourite to my most favourite. Yet again, this is just my opinion on how I enjoyed it, how I watched it, etc. We can go into a little bit about the movies. If you guys want me to talk in depth about certain movies, just let me know. I know that I did Easter eggs and hidden features or things in Into and Across the Spider-Verse. However, I think the movie had just come out. So I have talked about Across the Spider-Verse a little bit. But if there's any movies that you want me to review or go into depth about, not just the 2023 movies, anything. So let me know. So I'm going to rank the movies first. And at the bottom, I have to say, it has to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm so sorry. I'm going <laughs> to get so much hate. Um, so for me, I watched it in the cinema. I watched it in 4DX 3D. Now... If you don't know what that is, it's where the movie's 3D, but you're also moving. 
So your chairs are moving. There's like water, fog, fire. Obviously not like fire, fire in a cinema. That would be awful. But just, just it's supposed to immerse you into the movie. Now, I watched it in 4DX 3D. I watched Spider-Man No Way Home in 4DX 3D. And I also watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever in 4DX 3D. And really enjoyed the movies whilst in that experience. However, I don't think it was right for Quantumania. I say that because there was a lot of jolting about that I felt like I was not concentrating on the movie and trying to hold on more to my seat than anything else. But with the movie itself, I felt like it was quite a weak plot in a sense. Um, let's just go straight off the bat and just say Kang, I was quite disappointed about. Now, I know there is a lot of controversy with Kang now, seeming as Jonathan Majors has been fired from Marvel. If you don't know about that, search up about his whole case. But I was excited to see Kang. Kang is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe. And somehow he was defeated by a bunch of ants. <laughs> I felt like his true power wasn't shown and was quite disappointed of how they kind of portrayed him. I think the backstory for him and everything leading up to that was great, but the final battle between Kang and Ant-Man didn't do it for me. The CGI was a little bit... Mm, most of it was CGI because they were in the quantum realm. So you can understand that it's hard to make that scenery in real life but i did find it a bit too much i also love cassie lang absolutely love her in the comics however i don't know why but i found her quite annoying <laughs> i always loved the dynamic between cassie and scott obviously in the first two movies that was really well shown and now that she's grown up the dynamics has changed a little bit etc but I don't know what it was about it that just didn't do it for me. And don't even get me started on um, Modox CGI. <laughs> the amount of memes and everything that was created from that is the only good thing. I like that it was Darren from the first movie as Yellow Jacket. But also, like, what was that? And it's so hard to make Modok seeming as the being that he is you know how would you even bring that into live action well they did but I don't even know I don't even know how to describe it just imagine an egg on an egg cup with legs flying that sums up Modok for you so <laughs> I don't know yet again I I like Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp Amazing movies, great ones, but I felt like this trilogy of Ant-Man, the last one, was not not the best, um, which is a shame. So I have to put that at the bottom of my list. So the next one has to be Guns of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, yet again, watch this in cinema, not in 4DX 3D this time. And... It was a great experience in the cinema and it was a great story. I, I love the story. I love the plot. I love 
everything about the characters progressing on Gamora and Peter and where they are now. I thought it was a really good story. Rocket's story was soul crushing. <laughs> and it was great to see a backstory of Rocket and the what he went through. But when I say that I sobbed, I sobbed. And I was a little bit disappointed about the high evolutionary bad guy of this film. Felt like he could have done a bit more. But it was it was definitely something. The thing that brings it down for me, I'm afraid, is Adam Warlock. Now, he is in a lot of the comics. I love him in a lot of the comics. But how they made him in this film felt very pointless for me. It was like they left us on a end credit scene where the golden people, I can't remember what they're called, was like, and I shall call him Adam. I, I'm like, okay. But it feels like they were like, oh yeah, we put that end credit scene in. We better actually do something about it. He is another powerful being. And I felt that his purpose in this was quite useless and pointless there's so much more potential which i think they will progress on in future stuff but i was disappointed by adam and i wish they hadn't kind of pushed him into the movie like if he wasn't in the movie it wouldn't have mattered he wasn't such a big part and it just felt unnecessary to have him in but i felt like they had to be like right we've got to get him in because like this is the last guardians movie kind of thing so yeah, I think that's what kind of brings it down a little bit for me because I love Adam Warlock and I was excited to see him in. Maybe if they didn't put him in the trailer, then might have been a bit more of like a woo, but I don't know. I, I, I still think Guardians is a great trilogy, great movies. I wouldn't say Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is my favourite. I still am a sucker for the first one, but that's number three on my list. So number two has to be the Marvels. Now that got released recently and having three empowerful women as leads in this movie is amazing. Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau and Kamala Khan. Three amazing heroes working together and this movie slays. <laughs> Okay, the villain may have been weak, as people would say. You know, the villain may not have been such a impact for people. Or I heard that people were calling the villain a forgettable villain. But I think the story was great. The dynamics between the three characters was amazing. In the movie, obviously, they switch powers and they're all kind of connected. So watching them have to learn to work together to use their powers was really good. And showing that they fail, but then they have to work towards being able to be in sync with one another. I'm really glad they added that in. Some people will question the CGI. However, I know the cat, the Flurkins, were... A little bit questionable but it was funny it was it was great there was a bit of humor in it and even though the flurkins looked a bit weird because of the cgi it was a bit of fun and i did laugh in the cinema it was it was really really good 
Not only do I think that the movie itself was really good, the story, the characters, just everything in that movie to build up to the end was really good. And this is a point that I love to express is that the Marvels isn't just, right, let's just throw some females into a movie. There we go. Let's make some people happy. These female characters are all linked in some way. And it builds up to something more that's coming in the MCU, which we see at the end. Now, I will give it to the Marvels. They have two of the best end credit scenes. Now, if you haven't seen it, then I definitely recommend seeing the Marvels. But Monica Rambeau gets put into a whole new universe, which ties into the X-Men. We see Beast and another Captain Marvel variant. And it's Monica's mum, who is this variant. And they mention about Charles. And, and this is a really great way to include the x-men because we knew that they will have to include x-men in at some point especially with deadpool 3 on its way and i wasn't sure how they were going to do it but how they've done this to get the x-men into the mcu was really good i was in shock everyone went crazy for that end credit scene and obviously I am a massive fan of the Young Avengers. I've read their comics. I love the characters in it. I am so excited for when the MCU involves the Young Avengers and this has started and I am so excited. And the second end credit scene, I cried and was in shock and my poor girlfriend had to deal with me basically tapping, screaming, squeezing. I don't even know because my girl, Kate Bishop, she showed up at the end. Oh my God, the way that I had to contain myself, I couldn't. So Kate Bishop is in The Young Avengers, as well as Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. And Kamala goes to Kate's house and says, Kate Bishop. And obviously it just reminds us of Yelena being like, Kate Bishop. I think that was a pretty good impression, not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> anyways, Kamala wants to form a team. And she goes to Kate Bishop and says, we're putting together a team. And Kate's here like, hmm? And Kamala explains a little bit more, etc., etc. And we are getting the start of the Young Avengers. They are starting to form. I'm so excited. Now, obviously, we have Cassie Lang. She's going to be in it. We've also got the Agatha series coming out. I can't even remember what the name of the Agatha is going to be because they keep changing it i think it's i don't even know it was like agatha something diaries but now it's agatha all along i can't keep up and that's going to obviously have billy and tommy they should be in the young avengers i'm hoping we've been introduced to hulk's son in she hulk and i'm also hoping he should be in it We've got America Chavez. She should hopefully be in it. There's so many characters that they have introduced and need to introduce that's going to build up the Young Avengers. And when I tell you I am excited, I am literally bouncing off the walls. So seeing Kate Bishop come at the end of the Marvels, I could not contain myself. 
and still to this day I am flabbergasted that she was there and I'm there crying but The Marvels a really really good movie absolutely love it I did not love the hate for it even before it came out from the misogynistic men that think that Marvel or women should not be playing lead roles in Marvel movies don't even get me started about that but these three empowering women come together and created such an amazing Marvel movie loved it it would be my number one however I am quite biased because in June Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse got released if it wasn't released in 2023 it would be the Marvels but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was released and what a masterpiece of a movie oh my god I can't even the animation the work the art style just everything the actors just everything that got put into that movie is just mind-blowing even now I just re-watch it and I think wow what an amazing movie <laughs> Of course, I'm going to say that though it's Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my favourite movie. Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, Peter B. Parker. And now we finally have Spider-Punk. I was waiting for him and we have Miguel. <gasps> Spider-Man 2099, another one of my favourite Spider-Man. And literally when the Funkos got released or announced before the movie, I was telling everyone, just grab Spider-Man 2099. Like, you won't regret it because Miguel is literally, yes, everything. <laughs> we did get some amazing Across the Spider-Verse Funkos. So maybe I need to do an episode on that and show off the Funkos from Across the Spider-Verse. Yet again, I know that I've already gone into Across the Spider-Verse a little bit, but this movie was the top for me. Absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for the next one however that's probably going to be another five years but it was so amazing so that's my number one one man across the spider-verse is number one for 2023 marvel movies i would like to add a side note i did get to meet shamik moore who voices miles morales and i was so excited i cosplayed as him and he signed my Funko, and I got a photo with him. So I'm so happy. And another side note, because Hayley Seinfeld voices Gwen Stacy, is that she attended, Hayley attended a Texas Comic-Con in Austin, and I couldn't go, you know, being in America and all. But my amazing friend Naya, um she managed to go to that comic-con and she managed to get my kate bishop funko signed so i now have a Haley Steinfeld signed funko Woo! trust me when i tell you i've made a lot of tiktoks with it i have but that's the little update of me being able to meet shamik hopefully Haley soon we will get there and I will get her to sign my Spider-Gwen Funko. I am determined. So those were the Marvel movies. So we only have three Marvel shows and they aren't my favourite shows that, you know, of all time, you know, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, still like my top three. But for the 2023 series, we have Secret Invasion, 
Loki season two and What If season two. Like I said at the start, I haven't included Werewolf by Night and I Am Groot. So I will start at the bottom again. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. However, everyone has their own opinions. And if you've loved something or really enjoyed a series, you keep enjoying that series, even if other people disagree. So at the bottom for me has to be Loki season two. I'm so sorry. Because a lot of people really enjoyed it. And I questioned to myself, am I watching the same thing? Yeah, again, if you enjoyed it, good on you. And I love Loki. And the first season, yet again, was, wasn't my favourite out of all of them. But I don't know why I just could not get into it. And I mean, at the end, perfect. Okay, yes. It's given Loki his purpose. He's fulfilled his destiny. He is now basically what Kang was supposed to be in a sense at the start, you know, the, the, the person that has all the timelines. He has saved the multiverse and the timelines and been able to fulfill his destiny and change the story of his own mythical ways. I don't know. The, the ending for Loki was great. And whether we'll see more of him, we'll find out. I don't know. But I will say when I first watched it, I was confused and <laughs> maybe I needed to rewatch the first season again, but I don't know. It just did not do it for me. And I know, you know, speaking to various people, there was a lot of mixed opinions and some people think it's the best thing Marvel has ever produced and some think it's the worst. And I'm, I'm just like, it's, it's a Loki show, you know? Yet again, Kang, mm, I know that it's supposed to be not him yet. I don't know. I'm a bit all over the place with Loki. There's lots of things that I could unpick there. But I do have to, unfortunately, put that at the bottom. And people are going to be surprised because above that is Secret Invasion. <laughs> lots of people hated Secret Invasion. And I think it was slow at the start, definitely slow at the start was quite like, okay, where are we going with this kind of thing? Like, let's, let's get the ball rolling. But for me, yet again, reading the comics and the graphic novels for it, I was excited because I think they were going off of the comics pretty well, to be honest. There was a lot going on, a lot of things to unpick. And like I said, a bit slow at the start, but once it got going, I thought it was pretty good. The actors and actresses in it, spot on. We got to learn a bit more about Nick Fury's journey. We got to learn a bit more about the scrolls and the story leading up to the end. I thought I thought it was really good. So for me, I actually did enjoy it quite a bit, especially once it got going, maybe the second half of the series. I know a lot of people really struggled with Secret Invasion. You know, it definitely is above Loki for me, but maybe also ties. And finally, for the final series of 2023, which was a recent one over Christmas, was What If Season 2. Now, I absolutely loved Season 1 of What If. I love the, yeah, again, love the comics of all the different possibilities of all the different things and them being able to make any possibility through this animated series and the art style and everything that they've done for this series is amazing getting original actors in you know 
this series, they had Elizabeth Olsen playing Scarlet Witch. You know, you had Sebastian Stan, you had Paul Rudd. You had so many of the original actors voicing their characters again, which is really great to hear and see. We got to build more on Captain Carter and the ending for the season was phenomenal. We also got introduced to a new Marvel hero that was created for this series. Kahori is something else. She is definitely on the top 10 now because she is such an amazing character and I know we've only seen her through a few episodes of What If, but what I have seen of her, she is amazing. The fact that they've literally created a whole new hero just for What If is amazing. The end episode definitely amazed me and I mean there were a few episodes that were a bit slow that maybe weren't as good as the first season or I thought mm, I didn't need to really see that one but it's still great to see the different ideas of what if such and such happened and I still really love that series and they're making a season three yeah again I know a few people aren't really keen on the animated series of what if but I really think it's great seeing the different imaginations of what if something else happened that wasn't in our usual timeline and universe. So what if was definitely the top for me this year? Well, last year. So I think we've gone through everything from 2023. I'm excited for 2024 and the new stuff they put out there. We have Echo, the series coming out very soon. We have Deadpool 3 coming out soon. Can't remember the release dates, but they're the top things that I'm excited for at the moment. So maybe every year I need to be doing a recap of the shows and movies that are coming out. And yet again, everyone is allowed to have their own opinion about this stuff. Yet again, you're only listening to my opinion. I'd love to hear your opinion. So whenever this gets posted, if you want to have a chat with me, you're welcome to chat with me either on Into the Funkoverse Instagram or on my usual one, ec.collectverse. If there's anything you want me to go through, if you've got any ideas for more podcast episodes, let me know. I do have a few ideas and I have a few guests that I'd love to have on. So there's a lot of future plans with the podcast and hopefully this year I can keep on top of it and we can just have a good time talking about all this nerdy stuff. I have not got a schedule at this moment of time of when things are going to come out. It all depends on life and work and I had today free and I thought it's new year let's start it off with the podcast so happy new year I hope you all had a lovely Christmas and I hope that we can do much more in 2024 I will be attending quite a few cons this year so maybe I need to do like a live podcast at one of these cons I don't know there's many ideas that I could do and would love your guys input and would love to hear your opinions in some episodes so definitely keep in touch and thank you again for all your patience all your support with the podcast and it means a lot that some of you guys have definitely stuck around and massive fans maybe i i definitely need to progress on this more so let's get the motivation for this and let's hope we can have a good time but thank you very much for listening I hope you all are okay and I will see you in the next one.